Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast, where healthcare meets business, with your host, me, Dr. Karen Litzy. And just as a reminder, the information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not to be used as personalized medical advice. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Karen Litzy, owner of Karen Litzy Physical Therapy, located in the heart of New York City. Now, on today's episode, we are talking about public relations. So this is something I hear from my physical therapy colleagues all the time. Nobody knows what we do. Nobody knows what a physical therapist is. No one understands us. Well, today's episode is for all of those people who feel that way, that we have a PR problem, because today we are demystifying public relations, what it is, what it isn't, and how to use it to your advantage. So to all those physical therapists out there, I hope you are listening and taking notes this time. So my guest is Amanda Prosha. She is the co-founder of Lightspeed Public Relations and Marketing. Over her 30 years in the industry, she has fielded thousands of questions about public relations, many of them from business leaders who would benefit from a PR program of their own if they only understood what it is. So we go through all of that. Plus, Amanda talks about her book, PR Confidential, where they demystify and debunk all these myths around public relations. So if you want physical therapists and people around the world to know what we do, this is the episode to listen to. So thank you so much to Amanda and everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Enjoy. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on to talk about one of my favorite things, and that's PR, public relations. So welcome. And I can't wait to hear all of your answers to my questions. I'm excited. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here. Well, before we get into the meat of our interview, I would love for you to let the listeners know what drew you to PR as a profession. You've been doing this for a couple of decades. So please uh, tell the listeners why. So I studied English in college. And, you know, when you're an English major, everyone says to you, oh, you want to be a teacher. And I would say, no, you know, I really, I don't want to be a teacher. Not that there's anything wrong with teaching. It's wonderful. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something where I knew I could write every day, where I could be creative, um, where I could work with people and think about how people react to things and feel about things all the time. And public relations just perfectly fit for me. And it's it's been great. Not only have I been able to do all of those things, there's a lot of different disciplines within PR. So I've been able to try all different applications of it, which has been really fun and creative over the years. You know, I have a friend who's a PR professional. One thing I didn't realize you guys do so much of, and you just said it, is writing. Oh, yeah. It involves so writing articles, press releases, things like that, which to me, I was like, oh, I just thought PR professionals help people get on, get interviews or get quoted. But it's so much more than that. Oh, yes. So much more. Writing is a huge part of what we do because we're, we're like you said, press releases or pitches to the media. We'll, sometimes we'll draft speeches for our clients or we'll do submissions for awards or or we'll do a bylined article, all, all kinds of writing all day long. Yeah, that's one thing that I just had no idea about. And I'm sure as we go through this conversation, the listeners will say, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. 
Um, because I, as you know, I'm a physical therapist by trade. One thing physical therapists say all the time is nobody knows what we do. How come no one knows what we do? Well, PR is a great way to get the general public, the wider, uh, your wider community to know what you do. But before we get to that, let's talk about, let's talk definitions, right? So when people think of PR, they just think that it's marketing, and these are two separate things. So could you differentiate those for us? Absolutely. Uh, marketing is is the, the broader term and PR fits within it. So marketing can include advertising, social media, digital advertising, and public relations. Marketing is, is the big umbrella and all of those other things fit underneath it. But marketing might be anything you use to get the word out about what it is you're trying to sell or promote. Um, and that could be something you pay for or something you advertise or something you maybe direct mail. All, all of those things fit within marketing, whereas public relations is only about earned media, earned coverage. So we're generating awareness by having other people, other sources talk about us instead of talking about ourselves. That's really the difference. Yeah, I love that differentiation. I, I I think that's something I didn't think about before. Now, just again, sticking with definition so people know what this means, what do you mean by the term earned media? Yes, so this is a common misunderstanding about public relations. And it's actually, it's in my book because I hear it so often. A huge part of public relations is media relations. We spend our day coming up with news pitches or news hooks or writing press releases and interacting with reporters and trying to get them to write news stories about our clients or our work or, or whatever it is we represent. And then people stop me and they say, hang on, are you saying you actually get news like in the newspaper or what I see on TV, news stories, public relations people influence those? And I say, sorry to burst your bubble, but yes. We do. A vast majority of what you see in the news was probably put there by a public relations person. Now, of course, the reporter reported on it and did their due diligence and did their research, of course, because that's what reporting is. But a lot of times a public relations person was behind that story being developed. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to note that reporters and people in the news media, whether that be television, radio, podcast, print, blogs, online, a lot of these reporters need something to report on 365 days a year. Yes. So that's why it's important to have people like you to help people like me or the profession of physical therapy because they need the content and it's up to us to be able to pitch that to them. Yes, exactly. There's, you know, obviously news, there's so many news outlets, it's always going on. There's, there's news being updated at every moment. There's news outlets about every tiny thing you can think of every different trade or different profession, or as I'm sure there's, there's many physical therapy mm -hmm. publications or magazines. There's so much news being generated and so much content that they do, they need help finding the stories and, and being introduced to where there might be news. Exactly. And it's your responsibility to help them do that. I'm talking to physical therapists or other healthcare professionals out there listening, certainly not to you because you know that. <laughs> um, okay. So I love that you started talking about some misconceptions about PR. So we kind of already said one, and that's that con this concept of earned media. What are some other big misconceptions around 
public relations? Oh, probably the biggest one is everyone just thinks it's advertising. So when I say, oh, I do PR for, you know, XYZ client, people say, oh, yeah, I saw that ad. That was really great. And I say, well, it was great, but I had nothing to do with it. I don't I don't do advertising. I do public relations. Did you happen to see that article in this or such magazine? That's what I did. And then, you know, their face crumples in confusion. And they said, well, well, no, a reporter did that. You had nothing to do with that. And then we go round and round again. So (laughs) that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, because you're not coming up with ad campaigns for people, right? But the the fun thing about PR in in my mind is it's always like it's kind of like free advertising. If you do it well, yes, exactly. It's a lot less expensive to get. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of studies have shown that people trust and rely on information they get from the news media or from some third party source because they know it wasn't the company saying this is what we want you to know about us and here's our shiny message. It's something that that was delivered by somebody else. So it's a little more trustworthy, it's a little more relied upon. And yes, it's a lot less expensive than say buying an ad during the Super Bowl or <laughs> a billboard in Times Square. It's it's right. a lot expensive. Yes. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's coming from, so if someone reads like prevention magazine and they trust prevention magazine and they see you quoted in prevention magazine, they're going to trust that they're not going to be very suspect of it, which I feel like maybe it's just me, but I'm always a little like, Hmm, if it's like coming from a source that I don't know, I've never heard of because I don't trust it yet. Sure, exactly, because they can they can say whatever they want. They bought that space and they can tell you whatever it is they want to tell you. Whereas if it's written up in a respected magazine like Prevention, you know that they've done their reporting and they've looked into it and made sure everything they're saying is true. Exactly. Okay, so PR is not advertising. Earned media, what are other misconceptions? Oh, goodness. Um, Some of them have to do with when people are thinking about taking on PR, like you were saying, you know, a physical therapist wants to consider doing PR. A lot of big misconceptions come around the cost of it. We hear a lot of people say, I I would love to do PR, but I can't afford it. Where in reality, there's a lot of different ways to do PR, including hiring a freelancer or someone to do part-time PR work for your team, or perhaps you're already doing some marketing efforts and that effort can be can be spun off into a PR effort as well. There's there's lots of different ways to get the word out about yourself without spending a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So there are different tiers of PR sure. because that's true. I think a lot of people think, well, I can't pay a $15,000 a month retainer for a PR firm, yes, you know, exactly. which is- I can't hire a full-time PR person to my team. I can't afford that. Right. Sure. I don't have to jump in that far. Right. Okay. That's great. What else? Those are probably the big ones. The big ones? Yeah. Um, Like you said, people don't realize all the different components of PR. So writing is a big one. Media relations, like we talked about. But, you know, PR people, we can also help you get speaking engagements if that's what you want to do. We can help you win awards within your industry. Um, We can work with your other marketing disciplines if you're doing a campaign to make sure that all the marketing messages will translate well to an earned media campaign, those types of things are all part of PR. We can do a famous example. People always think of what you see in on TV or in movies of PR people. We just throw events all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that, <laughs> that, that can be a part of it too. If you want to have an events element or if you want to do something that's big and splashy to earn various different types of awareness or get your word out in a different way, there's, there's lots of different hats we wear. Yeah. So we've talked about, you know, mainstream media, uh, TV publications, things like that. How about opportunities uh, in with respect to social media, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some people who may argue, I have social media. What do I need PR for? Well, sure. If you're if you're really truly engaging as as far and as wide as you can on social media, then maybe you don't. But it's very very hard to do. Um, and again, when people see something that's posted on a social channel, again, they know that the person who wrote it was the one who came up with that message and they Mm -hmm. that message and that content. Whereas if you got a news article or you got something printed in a publication that your target audience would sit up and take notice of, not only do you get that published article or TV spot or whatever it was, radio, then you can take that and repurpose it on your social channels, which a lot of my clients have us do. They say, yeah, that's great. Let's let's make that even bigger and, and louder. Let's put it on our social channels. Let's put it on our website. Let's have some of the people who love our products reposted and be influencers for us. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different things you can do. We even have some of our clients hand over news articles to their sales teams and have their sales teams take it out and say, look, we've been covered in these very important trade publications or, you know, a major daily. And, and look, we're, we're getting a lot of attention and people think we're great. So it's, it's a terrific way to use it for another sales tool. There's, there's a lot that can be done with it. Yeah. That the repurposing of social, of information onto social media also makes your life easier because then you now have more content for your social media pages. Yes, exactly. So it's like a win-win for everyone. It's a win for you. It's a win for the publication that's featuring you because publications really like that as well. So you're tagging the publication, you're tagging the journalist or the writer of that article. All of those things help. And then believe it or not, that circles back around because then when that writer has to write another article, they're going to think, you know who was really great? The person that gave a really great interview to me for this article, but then really helped to promote my article. That's exactly right. Yes. And reporters are always looking for expert content. It's not always just about promoting whatever it is you do or you're trying to sell. Sometimes there's something happening in the news and they need someone who knows about that. It's an expert in that industry or has experience. And they'll call you up and they'll say, hey, I remember you were really smart about this. Would you mind commenting on my article and 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 it being a thought leader for me? Mm-hmm. And then you get that much more exposure. There's exactly. A lot. Now, as a PR professional, so you're let's say helping someone get be that expert in the article or be on a, a news station or or a, a morning show or something like that. Are you also helping your clients prep for those? interviews or on camera, uh, whether it's on camera or with like a reporter over the phone or something like that. Yes, absolutely. Any good PR person will make sure that whoever is going out to talk to the news media is ready for it. Hopefully they've given you a briefing that includes some past examples of what that reporter's written about, what that publication or TV show or news radio, whatever it is that you're talking to, what type of content they like to cover. 
Um, maybe they've gotten a little bit of a sense from the reporter of, of what the interview might include. And they make sure that you really know your stuff about what you're trying to, but you have you know, some talking points or some, some things that you want to hit. Maybe there's an announcement coming up or you have some specific expertise. They'll make sure that you know those things very, very clear and that you're you're never going to go out there and make make a fool of yourself. Be like a deer in headlights. <laughs> they ask the first question, you forgot your name already. Yes, exactly. Especially if the cameras are rolling, we'll usually do what we call media training, whereas we'll we'll run a couple of scenarios with cameras so that the person can see themselves and you know, maybe you have a tick or two, or you have a couple of habits that don't show up great on camera. You can help catch those before you do the live thing. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's so important. What advice would you give to people who, let's say, maybe the week this airs, they're going to be going on television or they're going to be talking to a reporter? What are your top three tips for folks? That what I just said is a very important one. And with and with smartphones, it's very easy. Just have somebody film you walk through the topics that you want to touch on film it and watch it back, you would be amazed at how much you learn about the things that you can do better after you've seen yourself on film. And absolutely go in with some very clear talking points, two or three at the most, a couple of sentences each, things that you can hit on easily that are clearly communicated, that won't be confusing for the audience. Make sure you know those very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great tips. And is there... I had a a colleague of mine say to me a couple of weeks ago, she was had to give a speech and she was saying that uh, a couple of years ago, she gave a talk as well. She was running for an office and someone said, oh, you, you were too rehearsed. Oh, you were, it was overly rehearsed. It didn't feel natural. It felt too, you know, like acting or something. So, I mean, I can't imagine that happens all that much, but have you ever seen that with a client? Yes, sometimes. And honestly, it's usually an output of nerves. People Mm -hmm. become stilted when they're nervous or they start to talk a little more like a robot when they're nervous. So running it through a few times, getting them comfortable. Stage fright is very real. It's something everyone's experienced. And if it's if it's something you struggle with, spending more time on stage, having friendly people in the audience give you feedback, making sure you know what you're gonna say, and, and the more of your own personality that can shine through is always for the best. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Thank you for that. Now, moving on, let's say you're a business owner. So a lot of people that listen to this podcast are in the health and wellness fields. They're also small business owners. How do you know as a business when you're ready for PR, when you're ready, let's say you want to hire a PR professional in whatever capacity you have the budget to do. How do you know when you're ready for that? That's a great question because it's different for every business. It's important to know your goals for PR. So often I'll get a phone call from someone and they'll say, oh, you know, my investors are telling me I need PR, but I don't know what it is or why I should care. And he'll say to them, well, well, what do you want from PR? And, you know, and then we have to backtrack it a little bit. What are you hoping to get from it? If if it's an article in Prevention Magazine in order to generate more client base or to have a little better understanding of what it is you do, 
or if there's some new technique that you're using that you feel really ought to be out there to help people more, those are all very different reasons. And they will probably guide your program in different directions. So I would say the first is to be very clear on what your goal for PR is. And then next, make sure that you're ready for it. Do you have time to work with a PR team? Do you have time to talk to the news media, maybe pen a few articles or appear in in an interview or, or what have you? Make sure that your own schedule will permit it. And last, very importantly, make sure you have some kind of news because if you don't, I would highly recommend you just buy an ad or do some other kind of promotion. Because if if you don't have news, reporters, as much as they might like you and want to help you, they can't report on something that isn't newsworthy. So my agency, we focus on what we call the three I's, innovation, impact, insight. Do you have some new technology you're using or new technique or a new way of doing something? That's innovation, that's news. Impact. Has your business grown? Have you made some significant hire? Um, Have you brought on some maybe new equipment or something that's going to make an impact in your market? And insight is that thing we talked about earlier, that thought leadership piece. Are you an expert? Do you have something that you really know very well that would lend your voice to an article or some other piece of news where you would add some some valued point of view? Those are all examples of, of things that are generally newsworthy. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, And I love, I think for physical therapists, we are experts in sort of musculoskeletal care. So the insight is baked in, Yeah, you know, I always tell people like, you know, think about what's happening in the news in general, right? Let's say Aaron Rodgers, he's a quarterback for the Jets. The first game right out of the gate within the first four plays, he tore his Achilles tendon, Right perfect opportunity to contact your local newspaper, whether, I mean, in New York, it's a little hard because it's kind of hard to contact the New York Times right away, but you never know. Um, But you can contact your local station, say, hey, I'm a physical therapist. This just happened in the news. I can talk about this is, you know, I think this would make for, uh, you know, a great part of maybe your sports section or a, a morning show or something. You know what I mean? Yes, and that is exactly something that we do a lot of. We call it trend jacking or news jacking. Okay. Close attention to what's happening in the news media, and that's an excellent example. And we say, hey, we have a client who can talk about this, who can add color and life and round out your story. And very often reporters are very happy to have that person because then they don't have to go find them themselves. And like you said, yes, the New York media market can be hard to break into, the New York Times, the New York Post. But don't forget, there's a lot of, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Yep. There's people in the surrounding area and they all have local papers, local stations, local radio programs they listen to and they all have sports reporters and they're all looking to cover the story. And if you're a local business owner and your daily newspaper, whatever it might be, has a sports reporter who wants to comment on it, then that's a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know I tell people that all the time. Um, I, cause I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania outside of Scranton. I was like, if I was still there, I'd be like hitting up the Scranton times every month, you know, yeah. pitching something or even saying like, Hey, I can do like it. I can do, you know, uh, an ask me anything article, you know, ask your phys- physiotherapist, your physical therapist questions. Um, but it's such a great way to make an, as you said, one of your eyes an impact on your community. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, local papers love those things. And the local papers all have online content that they have to refresh mm-hmm. fairly frequently too. They love yeah. what they call listicles. The top five reasons you should visit a physical therapist after you fall or the top three things physical therapists wish their clients knew. All of those things, very popular because people like to click through them and read them and and learn something. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is all great. Okay. So if you're a business owner, you're, you're trying to think, okay, do I need uh PR, right? So we've got these must ask questions, know your goals. Are you ready? Do you have news? Right. Mm-hmm. So now let's say you're getting ready to hire a PR professional. What are there questions that you should be asking your PR professional before you hire them? Yes, absolutely. Like I said earlier, there's many different types of PR. Some people are entirely focused on finance or politics or events or celebrities. There's there's so many different, and even in large agencies, there's different practice groups where there's a tech practice, so there's a marketing or there's a corporate. So you want to find the person who has the right background for what you want to do. You want to make sure they know how to tell your story in the best way possible. Ask them who their clients are, what type of work they've done in the past. Ask them to show you examples of their work. Read some of their writing. Get a package of news clippings that is relevant to what you're hoping to achieve. Make sure they know how to do what you need them to do. And there's no there's there's no shame in asking for examples or references or tell me your client list or any of those types of questions that will give you a very good sense of the type of person you're trying to hire and the way they work. Yeah. And now I love the get some articles together that you would like, like you would like to be featured in so that they have examples of kind of what you need. That's such a great point. Um, Now let's talk a little bit, if you can, about the role of technology, right? So now we have AI generated pictures, articles, things like that, right? So is it kosher to pitch to a magazine an article that was generated by AI? You know, it changes every day, but my agency would not do that because as we're seeing in a lot of anecdotes that are coming out in the news, AI is not entirely trustworthy right now. I read a few weeks ago about a a lawyer who got into hot water because he cited cases as precedent, and those cases had never actually happened. AI just made them up. Oh, my God. So, oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> you you have to be absolutely certain that what you're telling a reporter is news is actually news, that what you're pitching is the truth, and it is accurate. So while there's no harm in using AI as a, as a starter, you know, help you get something written or get some ideas generated... I would say, at least in its current iteration, make sure there's a human being putting eyes on that before it goes anywhere near a reporter. Yeah, I think that's wise. Um, Is there any other technology or tech stuff that PR professionals use or that as a business owner, you can collaborate with a PR professional to kind of help you through your journey? Oh, sure. There's quite a few. 
Um, so we will all typically use um, some kind of media database. There's a few of them out there, some large ones, um, but they stay accurate very way, way, way back when I was starting a PR, we had big media books and you had to flip through and find the right reporter and get their name and phone number and fax number. Yeah, I used to fax press releases out. Uh-huh. Now it's all digital, thank goodness. And we're able to compile this um, pretty much in the moment. Um, that's very helpful for us so that we know that who we're pitching is the right person and where they are and their, ac- their information is accurate and all that good stuff. That's one thing. Another is uh, press release distribution services. When PR people put in a release on the wire, um, those wire services will distribute your news out to all uh, press outlets and you can designate um, which regions and, and how far it goes. But those are very, very useful in, in getting things out quickly and, and assisting in, in reporter pickup and reporter interest. Um, and then, of course, there's measurement tools that we use. Um, how well did did your news do? Did it change opinions? Uh, what was the share of voice versus your competition? Uh, what was the the impressions that it may, might have on the, on the a level between um, getting a public relations article or placing an ad? How much would that type of coverage cost you if you would place the ad instead of done in articles? All those types of things to measure the success of your campaign. We'll use all of those and and some others too, but those are those are the big ones. Yeah. So you're always collecting the data, yes. right? To kind of see, well, what worked, what didn't work, what can we tweak, what what can we do next time, which is just perfect. Um, and f- as a business owner, what I guess what should I be looking for, not just from my let's say PR professional, but from other like marketing folks, you know, or what, what should I be looking for once this is up and running, right? I'm, I'm getting PR, I'm doing this now, what happens? Well, I'd say make sure that you know what your competition is doing. Make sure your voice is different, that you can rise above the noise of whatever else is being said out there. Um, if you have a different point of view, make sure it's expressed clearly. Um, and like you said, marketing marketing is, is a broad approach. So if maybe PR isn't accomplishing your goals, maybe there's an, another area of marketing that might. So maybe it is a digital ad. Maybe it is engaging with your social your social followers, maybe. Maybe it's, you know, it's a it's a, a live video or some kind of ad, or maybe you want to do a mailer or do you know direct contact with people go to a conference there's there's lots of different ways and each business owner has to decide for themselves what is the best way to reach their target audience or to get the message out that that they want to deliver in the right way yeah absolutely and now we we've talked all about kind of what pr is a couple of behind the scenes secrets things like that and as we were speaking before we uh started the podcast, you said, well, I get these questions all the time. So I decided to write a book about it. And the book is PR Confidential, Unlocking the Secrets to Creating a Powerful Public Image. So talk about the book. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So in 30 years in this business, and particularly as an agency owner myself, we get a lot of the same questions all day long from people who just 
don't know what PR is. And my agency focuses on technology. So very often we're talking to startup founders or engineers or people who've never done PR before. And they have very basic questions and they're all good questions because it's it's not a well understood industry, even though people know the words PR and they've heard of it, they don't really know what we do. So I said, why don't I just sit down and write a book and answer all of these questions I get every day. So I took a bit of little bit further and I made it in an advice column format. So the whole book is me answering letters from people who are writing to me as, as anonymous letter writers and asking these questions I hear all the time. And then I answer them as me um, with a lot of examples from the work I've done and things I've seen. So I hope the book will work a little harder than I have to demystify PR and help people get a little further along in, in doing PR for themselves or for their business or for, or for whatever they need. Yeah. And it's also a, a great way to kind of hit a wider swath, right? And we'll have links to the book and everything in the show notes. So on whatever platform you're listening to, uh, you can just go below into the notes and we'll have uh, a direct link to the book as well, um, as well as to, you know, all of um, Amanda's, all of her other info. Um, so now, Amanda, can you kind of Leave the listeners with the big takeaways from our conversation here. Yes, the big takeaway is don't be intimidated by PR, even if you don't know what it is. I guarantee if you're a business owner, there's probably some way you can be using PR to make your business a little more successful or a little better well-known. There's something PR can do for you. Maybe it's my book that will help you. Maybe it's someone in PR you know, but ask the questions and educate yourself because there's probably something you can do that will help your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one more question for you and then we'll get to how to get in touch with you and everything else. Um, and this is one that I ask all of my guests and it's knowing where you are now in your life and career. What advice would you give to your like 20 ish year old self? Oh goodness. Um, I'd say never stop learning. It's 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 so important that even though you start getting to certain stages in your career and you think you know some things, every day I'm surprised by something that I'm learning from a client or a reporter or someone else on my team. And the more open you are to that, the the more interesting your life is and, and the more you can contribute, contribute to whatever it is you're doing. So I think that's probably the biggest lesson. I think that's great advice. And now, Amanda, where can people find you if they have more questions, they want to learn more about you, about your business, and about your book? Sure. Um, my agency is called Lightspeed PR, and our, our website is lightspeedpr.com. The book is available on Amazon, but it is also available for free download on my website. So the landing page of lightspeedpr.com, if you scroll down, you can get a free download, or you can get a print copy on Amazon. If you want to reach me, I am on LinkedIn, Amanda Prosha, and I hope to send me a note. Perfect. And like I said, everyone who's listening, we will have links to all of this on wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, or if you're watching us on YouTube, it will be there as well in the show notes. One click will take you to all of Amanda's fantastic resources. So Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is a great conversation. I love talking about PR. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I had a great time chatting with you.
You're oh, anytime. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave us your questions and comments at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com.